It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's the end of the season. We've seen a lot of growth from the Orlando Magic, but it's always good to remember that progress is not linear. Still, we expect certain things from this team, and no matter what the opportunity is, and no matter what part of the season is or what everyone thinks is going on, wins still matter. And it was good to see that the team was disappointed in a loss. We're still disappointed in a loss too, although uh, we've had we've had a day to 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 build off it, and we'll talk about it on today's Locked On Magic. Our Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is March 28th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, the Orlando Magic fall to the Sacramento Kings and what feels like an impossible loss. We've talked about those impossible losses before. Impossible losses are the things that bad teams do. And the magic let it happen to them. Why this is not the time for moral victories. This is not the time for saying these are things that we will learn and get better at. This is the time for accountability and saying this cannot happen again, whether this year or next year or further on down the line. How we're setting a standard and why moral victories are no longer the cause. Celebrate here for the Orlando Magic. We'll get to that plus preview tonight's game against Cleveland Cavaliers coming up in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, whether it's on your way to work, on your way home from work, as you're preparing for the game, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every team in the NBA, so you can stay in touch with your favorite teams. If it's not the Magic, it's got to be someone. Check it out wherever you download podcasts today. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, the Orlando Magic, uh, they lost one here. Um, Mo Bamba put it as succinctly as you could up eight with two minutes to go, with the ball with 12 seconds to go, and the other team not fouling. Um, that's got to be a win in the NBA. Uh, I'm not here to make excuses. I'm not here to say that the Magic, you know, lost the game in regulation. They had their chances to win overtime and made the same mistakes over and over again. We've talked over and over and over and over and over and over this season about how this year is about growth. It's about progress. It's about getting better day to day. It's not about wins and losses. But we are also at a point where progress is measured in wins and losses. Where progress is measured in what this team tangibly does. 
And yes, I know I sit here on this weekend when the Magic are once again tied for the worst record in the league with the Houston Rockets after Houston beat Portland. This team has made growth. This team has gotten better. This team has earned some respect. We talked about it after the Magic beat the Golden State Warriors last Tuesday. Franz Wagner said, I've earned the pressure, the privilege of pressure, the privilege of having the ball in his hands, the privilege of having the game in the balance and having to make the plays to win it. In order for the Magic to lose an eight-point lead with two minutes to go, a lot of things had to happen, not unlike these guys here lost the world, lost their World Cup bid four years ago. Um, I, I, I'm wearing my U.S. soccer jersey. If that, that that's not clear to those listening on the podcast, um, a lot for for a loss like this to happen, a lot of things have to go perfect. Just like we saw when the Magic lost to the Celtics um, uh, in January, everything had to fall in place for the for Sacramento to get back in this game. But that does not happen without the Magic continually leaving the door open. Up by eight, the Sacramento Kings cut the deficit in half in one possession. They got Dante DiVincenzo split a pair of free throws. Sacramento dug out the rebound. They missed a shot, dug out the rebound again. And then Dante DiVincenzo hit a three to make it a four-point game. They got the lead down to two late. And just and when all Orlando needed to do was hold on to the ball and wait for the Sacramento to foul them or shoot, take a timeout to advance the ball and give themselves some breathing room. Cole Anthony had the ball picked from him by Davion Mitchell. And Mitchell hit a layup to tie the game and send it to overtime. Again, plenty of opportunities to win this game, but it is truly Orlando's mistakes that cost them. Not missed shots. You can live with missed shots. If you're losing because you missed shots, that's fine. Giving up offensive rebounds. Turning the ball over at really inopportune times. And all you have to do is just stand there and wait for them to foul you. It is these things that cost the Magic the game. It is those things that are just so clearly things you have to clean up. And to Orlando's credit, they recovered in time and they recovered in overtime. They had a three-point lead once again. We're in position to win the game after Cole Anthony's step-back jumper with about a minute to play. And then on successive possessions, Sacramento scored. Dante DiVincenzo again hit a big three from the corner. And then after Franz Wagner missed a running layup, again, a shot you can live with in a tie game. Harrison Barnes had a contested three to give Sacramento a three-point lead. Just like at the end of regulation when Chumo Kiki missed a three-pointer, Cole Anthony missed a wide-open three-pointer, and that's that. Again, you can live with missed shots. The shot that Chumo Kiki got, the shot that Franz Wagner got, the shot that Cole Anthony got, that's stuff you can live with. It's the other stuff. It's the stuff the Magic have talked about and have built upon for a while now. That's the stuff you can't live with, the stuff that needs to be done away with. The Magic are back to fouling again. They're not defending without fouling, such a key part of any strong defense. They put the Sacramento Kings on the line twenty, uh, nearly 30 times in this game, um, and that was a huge difference. The Magic struggled to rebound, something they've been pretty good at all year, and especially during this, this stretch when their defense has been good. Gave up a ton of offensive rebounds at inopportune times. It makes it harder to make the shots because for the previous two and a half quarters, I would say, you know, certainly the previous two quarters, the Magic did everything you would expect for a young team growing to do. 
uh, cementing the things that they've been working on and improving upon, defending at a high level after giving up 41 points in the first quarter, and, and taking control of the game, limiting their turnovers, limiting the offensive rebounds, making big shots, answering answering runs, taking control of the game. They were up eight with two minutes to play in this game. They were up eight with two minutes to play. That should be a win. That should be a win. Doing everything that this young team has had to do and doing it with, frankly, some really good composure. You're roaring a home crowd that brought the energy to them in that game. The Magic put themselves in a real good position to win. They put themselves in a great position to win. And then they let it go. This wasn't a tank job. This wasn't anything purposeful. This was a lack of execution, a lack of poise, a lack of maturity. And there is no moralizing that away. There is no saying that that is good enough, that this is a team that's learning and young, or saying, hey, it's all for the lottery odds. The players don't care about that. And for the first time all year, I saw a team walk off the court despondent. I saw a team walk off the court a little bit angry. It didn't seem like anybody was happy that they lost that game. They understood that it was their fault, that they were the ones that lost it. But nobody was happy about it. There was no positive take. As much as Mo Mamba or Jamal Mosley or Markel Fultz said after the game, we're going to learn from this. We're going to be better for it. There was none of that. They're, yes, they're going to be. Because that's what that's all you can do. But they know they let one slip away. They know they let one go that they need to have. And it's unacceptable. A loss like this, no offense to the Sacramento Kings who went out and won the game, deserve the win. It is unacceptable to lose a game like this. It is unacceptable to lose a game that you have won. Which the Magic, they won. The, they had this game won. They had this game won. It took Sacramento doing everything perfectly and the Magic giving them opportunity after opportunity to close that gap and win this game. Things that are just unacceptable if the Magic want to be the kind of team they hope to be. It's not about this year, of course. It's about moving forward. It's about beyond this season. The Magic still have a ton of work to do. We all knew that. It's not news. But this was a stark reminder of how fragile this team still is. And that despite all the positive signs, despite all the positive things this team has done, it is far from a complete picture. We'll go through the box. We'll kind of highlight where things went wrong for the Orlando Magic coming up in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. It is now March, so don't give up on those New Year's resolutions quite yet. Stick with them and get the healthy snack to get you through the rest of the year. Built Bars are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're covered in 1% real chocolate, so you get that chocolate taste that savory taste that everyone desires but probably knows they shouldn't have. They come in great flavors, including different varieties like Built Bar Puffs. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like cinnamon, churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. They're these protein-infused marshmallows, and they are delicious. And they're covered in chocolate, too, and they are completely delicious. All the bars are low-calorie, high-protein, so replace your candy bar with these. You're, you will thank yourself, and they'll taste great, too. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They come in great flavors. In addition to the regular bars, come in great flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, 
and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious. They taste exactly like what they say on the box and new flavors are coming out all the time. At Built Bar, they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first and they do taste delicious. Then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they do indeed pull it off every time. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast with nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. You know, I want to apologize. Obviously, we're we're talking about this game a day removed. Um, it, it 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 it's it's frustrating to me. Um, again, if you you listen to this podcast, you you interact with me online. I firmly believe that even a team like this Magic team. Um, when they have the opportunity to win, you need to expect them to win. Um, you know, you understand that they are not going to win every night, that they're going to struggle in close games, which they certainly have this year. And those are good learning experiences. So I want to make this differ- differentiation before we dive into the box score. Um, it is important to get these learning experiences, and you often do learn through failure. So young teams struggle in close games. They're not the Phoenix Suns who can't lose a close game to save their life. Um, they struggle in close games. They get very few of them. But I am a big believer that if you have the opportunity to win, you need to know how to close out because just as important as winning close games is learning how to close out games when the other team gets desperate. And the Kings were certainly desperate and played with that desperation to get themselves back into this game. This was a game, though, the Magic should have won. Um, It is a game they let slip away. And there's going to be a few of those over the course of a season. That's just the reality of the NBA season. Uh, But... Certainly, this Orlando team has shown so many positive signs, has looked so good in so many ways. Um, this felt like a potential backslide. Um, again, no Wendell Carter, which you know may have played a factor for sure, but um, this was a frustrating moment for this team because they did so many good things. They didn't get the reward, but it was really a solid game. Um, again, Orlando Falls, the Sacramento Kings, 114 to 110 in overtime. They're now 0-3 in overtime this year. Um, Orlando stayed in this game despite shooting 42.5% from the floor and only 13 or 36 from beyond the arc. They did only have seven free throws compared to Sacramento's 24. Big difference in the game um, there. But Orlando, I thought, largely played very, very well. Franz Wagner, 19 points, 9 for 21 shooting. Kind of ran out of steam toward the end. Um, but he was on the ball. He was taking shots. He was willing to take shots. It's a 21 field goal attempts is a huge number for Franz. Thought he played really, really well throughout the game. Really did a good job kind of keeping the magic on balance. And, and Orlando was willing to feature him a little bit, which is something I know a lot of fans have been dying to see. Mo Bamba had a really nice game too. 18 points, 7 for 14, shooting 4 for 6 from deep, 13 rebounds, including 4 offensive rebounds. Um, again, gave up a few rebounds that he needed to get. Um, there's a lot of long rebounds that the Magic just didn't scramble well enough to get. Sacramento finishes with 18 offensive rebounds. 
that turn into 15 second chance points. So again, the point, the second chance points Sacramento got were big, um, were at big moments, but a lot of offensive rebounds given up. That's still one of the big weaknesses for Mo Bamba is his, his rebounding and his ability to control the glass. Wendell Carter's good at that. The Magic usually do a good job gang rebounding. Didn't really happen in this game. Orlando, I thought, really, really struggled uh, to kind of just stay in it and give themselves um, that 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 real opportunity. Um, again, just I, I thought Mo did a lot of really good things. Again, just a lot of good in this game. Um, just not enough of it at, at, at the key moments. Um, as, as Mo put it, um, you know, we did a good job putting ourselves in position to win the game, but there are all these little plays that we didn't make that cost us. Um, you know, the Magic talk a lot about their bell plays. Sacramento won all the bell plays in this game, and that's why they ultimately won the game. Cole Anthony, I actually thought he had a nice game. 14 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, um, 3 turnovers, the only really bad part. Uh, of course, the big one that that, that cost them cost the game set the game to overtime, uh, but shot 5 for 16 from the floor. Again, Cole Anthony shooting's got to come around um, for sure. He is such a he, he, he does look for a shot. He wants to shoot the ball, so he's got to be more proficient as a shooter. But the other parts of his game have really come around. The nine assists—that's a big number for Cole Anthony. That is not a number that he typically has. When Cole Anthony gets double doubles, it's usually points and rebounds, not points and assists. To see his assist number come up the way it has this year, um, I think is a really good sign. But obviously, a lot more work to do for for Cole Anthony as well. Um, off the bench, Mo, Mo Wagner continues to play really well. 15 points, 5 for 9 shooting. Markel Fultz, one of his better games. 16 points, 7 for 14 shooting. Really a, a huge boost for the team uh, in both of his stints, especially in the third quarter. Um, really helped build the Magic's lead out, helped them kind of take control of this game uh, and, and really, really kind of put them, again, put themselves in a position where all they had to do was execute down the stretch to win. Um, again, the Magic just didn't make plays in the final two minutes. They played well enough to get themselves to the front door of a win, but we're unable to kind of get over the hump. And, and, and that, again, is the most disappointing part of a game like this. Um, Orlando put themselves in, in position to win. They did a lot of really good things. I mean, yes, Chumbo Kiki making only two of six three-pointers. He's had a lot of these games where he takes a lot of threes, misses his fair share of them. You know, again, it, it's one shot really turns this game. And, and again, just one rebound in those final two minutes. And the game's over. The Magic win. They just could not dig out the rebounds and dig out the shots that they needed to keep Sacramento at bay. And again, that's that's something that uh, this team's going to have to continue to improve on and find a guy that's that's going to calm them down in these moments and and, and deliver for them. Davion Mitchell has developed so much um, since we first saw him at the beginning of the year. 22 points, 10 for 23 shooting, 2 for 8 from deep, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, had the big steal, of course, at the end of regulation. Um, he played really, really well. Had really good control of the game. Really made Cole's life hard defensively. Um, so really just impressive game from the rookie there. Uh, Damian Jones, 15 points, 5 rebounds. Trey Lyles, 11 points, 18 rebounds, including 4 offensive rebounds. Harrison Barnes, 19 points for the Kings. Um, they get 16 off the bench from Dante DiVincenzo. 15 off the bench from Alex Len as Sacramento shoots. 42.9% from the floor. 11 for 36 from Deep Orlando again. Does a lot of really good things. The defense was actually pretty decent throughout the course of the game. Um, again, they gave up a few too many points. Obviously, forty-one in the first quarter definitely put them on on the front on the back foot. But um, I felt like I felt like Orlando did everything that they usually have to do to win games. Um, that's that's the truth. Um, and again, just two really bad minutes where they they did scratch out the plays that they need, the little plays that they need. If there's a lesson, it's about those little plays. Um, but this is something that we have to expect from this team to be able to kind of 
withstand those runs to, to match the intensity because they're desperate for wins too. Um, and, and again, it's hard for me to find a positive out of this game because we, I do believe we need to start judging this team on results. This team is good enough. They've shown they're good enough to win basketball games. We need to see them to start winning basketball games. The Sacramento Kings defeat the Orlando Magic 114-110 to 110 in overtime at the Amway Center on Saturday. We'll talk about the Orlando Magic's game coming up against Cleveland Cavaliers in just a moment. But first, you've probably heard about it. You've probably seen it mentioned on Twitter. It's seen mentioned on social medias. You've seen it mentioned elsewhere, maybe, maybe by some other NBA fans. And you're probably curious about what it is. NBA Top Shot is here. The uh, online NF, uh, the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. You can connect with a community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans as a natural progression of fantasy sports and a way to upgrade your experience as an NBA fan. This is what the future of being an NBA fan and the future of NBA collectibles looks like. It's part trading cards. It's honestly the easiest way to explain what an NFT is. You go on to the website, nbatopshot.com. You open a pack and you get a series of moments, a collection of moments. Those moments are highlights that happen in the game, whether it's a Chuma Okiki three-pointer, a Cole Anthony dunk, a Markel Fultz assist. I have one of all of those, actually. Um, You get to own a serialized moment from an NBA game. So it's not just just having a highlight that you can watch wherever – it is owning a piece of the NBA and owning a piece of uh, it's owning a trading card of the NBA, essentially a digital trading card. Um, it's also akin to the stock market. Every day, millions of dollars worth of NFTs are traded back and forth between tens of thousands of NBA fans around the world. It's also uh, an airline loyalty program for the NBA. Top shot it flew collectors out to game five of the NBA finals based on having sons bonus. They flew collect collectors out to the NBA draft based on having rookie moments. They got to have dinner with first-round picks the night before they were drafted and play basketball with Obi Toppin and Tyrese Halliburton. Investors in NBA Top Shot include Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant, not to mention Will Smith. There are also a lot of NBA players in the community like Cole Anthony, Terrence Ross, and Michael Carter-Williams. I hear people ask all the time, why would I buy a highlight when I can watch it on YouTube for free? It's not just about watching a highlight. It's about having an ownership stake in it. It's about having that serialized number that, that number that tells you this specific moment is yours and the ability to, to buy it, to, to, to trade it and buy it and sell it on the marketplace adds a little bit um, little bit next to it. If you sign up for Top Shot today, the best way to start is by getting yourself a starter pack, truly getting the pack experienced. I remember when I opened my, I, I remember I bought into NBA Top Shot. I was, you know, they weren't, they when I bought in, they weren't really giving out packs quite yet um, or as, as often as they are now. And I, and I really had a tough time grasping it. I was like, you know, I just want to have a moment just to have one. I think my first moment that I bought was a Markel Fultz uh, pass to Nikola Vucevic as a Markel Fultz assist. Um, and I remember getting it. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. But I remember when I opened my first pack, um, it it really made it make sense to me. It really made the whole experience make sense to me. It's like, oh, this is like buying a basketball card. This is I was a huge basketball card collector when I was a kid. This is like opening a basketball card. You just don't know what you're going to get. For $9, you can pull an NFT of a superstar like LeBron or Katie or star rookies like Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner. If you don't pull your favorite player from the starter pack, you can snag moments from the marketplace and you can get a sense of what the value is of the moments that you own. Challenges are a great way to interact with NBA Top Shot too. It's the best way to earn exclusive moment NFT awards. You can complete challenges to unlock exclusive moments. And this is where it's like fantasy basketball. 
each each day or not each day, but regularly there are challenges challenging you to collect moments of a certain type. Like this weekend was to collect, I think the top score, the top, the, the, the players who had the best single game performance of points plus rebounds plus assists. I'm actually completing this challenge. I'm getting a series two pack, which is super valuable uh, since those moments will not be minted ever again. Top Shots moments can get you access to events that can be used in fantasy mini games on a regular basis. It's not just about collecting moments. It's about being part of the community. NBA Top Shot is the future of being an NBA fan. Own officially licensed rare NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Sign up today at lockdown.nbatopshot.com. If you have any other questions, feel free to drop me a DM, drop me a message. I'm happy to answer that. I'm part of the Top Shot community. I have a Top Shot account. You can check it out at Phil R Squared. You can see my moments, see some of my showcases, some of my favorite magic moments. Just completed my Series 2 magic um, group, so I have every player from last year's magic team. I'll be working on this year's magic team very, very shortly um, so I can have a complete set. You get special prizes for completing team sets too, which is very, very exciting and very, very fun. Join the NBA Top Shot community today. Remember, check it out uh, at lockedon.nbatopshot.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto, local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy news website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, right? Locked on in there. How did we hear about us? How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The Orlando Magic are back on the road tonight to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers in the game. Uh, uh, now, you know, we're, we're past the, the the easy part of the Magic schedule, um, you know, to, just frankly. Um, you know, we, we talked at the beginning of the season about how the Magic um, were going to stack up wins after the All-Star break. And the Magic are 7-8 and eight since the All-Star break, which compared to, you know, their 25% win, their win percentage, like in the upper 20s, um, upper 200s. To be about a 500 team um, for an extended stretch when you're this team, it's pretty good. Um, and the Magic, you know, have kind of brought the Oklahoma City Thunder back into the race for the top odds. And again, that's why losing the Sacramento Kings um, was a little disappointing. Um, a, it's a home game. Um, they had a lot of these home games. They finished a three and three home stand. They've really focused on on defending the home court. It was a great crowd at the Amway Center on Saturday. Really loud crowd at the Amway Center. I really do think this fan base wants to buy into this team and, and the team just needs to give the, give them a reason to do so. Um, the personalities are all there. People like the players on this team. It's just put, put out a winning product, start winning a few more games. Uh, and I think that home court's going to really mean something. Um, but uh, th- we're now at the point where home games and road games are starting to even up. The Magic can play a lot of games on the road here. They'll play two in the road coming up. They'll play two at home. And then again, you're just kind of going back and forth. There's no more Western conference teams the rest of the season. Um, you're playing a lot of teams that are in the playoff race now. Um, you know, uh, the only teams that I think are outside the playoff race that the magic play the rest of the way 
um, our Washington on Wednesday and New York on on Sunday. Um, otherwise, they're playing. Cle- they got Cleveland twice. They got Cleveland tonight. They got Cleveland next week. Um, they've got Toronto. They've got Miami. They got Charlotte. They got teams that need wins. Um, and again, that's not to say that the Magic can't beat these teams, but that easy part of the schedule we talked about back in August, that's done. Um, this is this is going to be a much challenge, more challenging game series, series and much cha- more challenging run in Cleveland. Certainly among them, Cleveland's still one of the best defensive teams in the league. Um, you know, you know, sitting, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I have the wrong stats pulled up. Um, Cleveland has been one of the best defensive teams in the league, but they're also a team that has had some considerable slipping. In their last 15 games, they're six and 19 with a 116.7 defensive rating. So you can score against this team. They're only scoring 112.6 points per 100 possessions. This is a team that is still really dangerous and still in playoff position and still one of the best surprises in the league, but a team that has certainly cooled off a bit since their nice early run to the season. Um, They will be without Jared Allen. Their all-star has a a fracture in his left ring finger, uh, his left third finger, excuse me. Obviously, without Colin Sexton, but they still have Darius Garland. They still have Evan Mobley. They still have a really good group, and, and, and obviously, they were playing really well when the Magic saw them um, way back in December. Magic haven't seen them since, so this is going to be an interesting game against a team that that is kind of struggling. Again, not that they're, they're one of the better defensive teams in the league overall. Um, coming in, I'm just checking the numbers here. Coming in at fourth in the league in defensive rating at 108 points allowed per one to possessions, but. They are eight points worse per per hundred possessions right now in their last fifteen games. Um, they've again they're they're a team that is playing well but going through a little bit of the ups and downs that you see throughout the season. We can't talk about this Magic team and what they're poss- capable of doing until we know who's actually playing. On the Orlando Magic's overnight injury report, only three players are on that injury report: Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Isaac, Bull Bull, um, Wendell Carter. Not on the injury report. That was the case entering Saturday's game. Jamal Mosley said after Friday's practice that they expected Wendell Carter to be available. He was not available. Will he be available in this game? If Wendell Carter's available in this game, I think there's a really good chance the Magic can win this game. And especially with how well Orlando's done at responding to bad losses, responding to bad defeats, um, that this, this team is capable of winning a game like this. But... Wendell Carter is such a huge factor for this team. He's such a good defender. He such, makes such an impact on the glass, helps this offense really function and work. They're going to need him to guard Evan Mobley and kind of keep him off the glass as well. And Evan Mobley's gone through his rookie, rookies up, rookies up, rookie ups and downs as well. Um, Wendell Carter really does have that big of an effect on this Magic team. So I can't really say much until we know for sure whether Wendell Carter is going to play or not. Um, again, all indications are that he will be available, that he will play. But... That was the same case Saturday, and he ended up not playing. And yeah, I would say that the Magic lost that game because Wendell Carter didn't play in the game. No offense to Mobamba, no offense to the other guys, but Wendell Carter's a really good rebounder. Wendell Carter is a guy that that's going to lock down that glass and and, and get boards that that are out of his area and, and make sure the Magic can can win and and survive those games. So the Magic take on the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight at seven o'clock. Um, a really good test for this this young Orlando Magic team. We'll see exactly how they respond. But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and able to listen to it. So you can find me on Twitter at R underscore me. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. 
We'll have a complete recap of tomorrow of tonight's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Now, go make your second listen to Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me. I want to send first a big congratulations to the U.S. men's national team on the doorstep of clinching their ticket to the World Cup. All they have to do is avoid a 5-0 loss or 6-0 loss to Costa Rica on Wednesday on the road. Great showing from the Orlando crowd. Brought the energy to help them beat Panama 5-1 over at Exploria Stadium. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm wearing my U.S. soccer jersey today because I'm pumped that the U.S. is going to be back in the World Cup. Knocking on wood because we said that last time they beat Panama at Exploria Stadium and uh, things did not go so well uh, at Trinidad and Tobago. Um, But it is looking good for, for the U.S. and at the very least still be in a playoff. So big congratulations to the U.S. men's national team. Big congratulations to the city of Orlando and all the fans who showed up at Exploria Stadium and brought that energy um, a great showing for Orlando, and hopefully we'll be hosting World Cup games here in 2026. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, it's been Philip Ross from Mike Pascoe again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.